This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. has jumped off the page of me. I want you to know something. If you are living your life in any area of your life, anything about your life, you're living against Jesus, you are not doing yourself any justice. As a matter of fact, you're hurting yourself. The chief priest said, if we choose Jesus as opposed to Barabbas, we're going to lose our power. And that's a lie that the devil sells. You have this thought. I know that what I do is against Jesus, but it makes me happy. Wrong. The devil has sold you a bill of goods. It's not true. Anything against Jesus does not make you happy. It does not make you better. It does not make you more wealthy. It doesn't make you more joyful. Anything against Jesus, no matter what lie the devil may sell you, it produces emptiness. And pain. What they do? They chose. They opposed Jesus for worldly advantage. But they said, "They said, let's just counsel together against Jesus." What they want to do? They want to put him to death. They want to put him to death. Isn't that awful? Can you imagine justifying in your heart, "I want this so bad that I'm willing to put an innocent man to death"? It's wicked. It's wicked to choose against Jesus. The Bible says in verse number 2, when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. They couldn't get what they wanted according to the Jewish law, and so they went to Pontius Pilate. They turned it over to the world. If they had any testimony of godliness, they lost it as soon as they went to the presence of old Pontius Pilate. By the way, if you live for the flesh, the world... And still claim the name of Jesus. Oh, what damage we often do to the cause and the name of Christ because of our hypocrisy. Don't be guilty of that. That's what they did. The Bible says in verse 6, the chief priest took silver pieces. Took the silver pieces. Now, Judas has thrown his 30 pieces of silver into the temple. And now the chief priests take the silver pieces and said, It is not lawful for to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood. Now here's what they're trying to do. I'm just talking to you about the chief priests. The chief priests opposed Jesus for worldly advantage. They stood against Jesus. But they do things that are just make that just make no sense at all. They go to the to Rome for judgment. Then look what they do here in this passage of scripture. Judas has dropped his 30 pieces of silver and went out and hanged himself. And the chief priests, they go back into the temple court and they pick up the 30 pieces and then they counsel together. They say, now what are we going to do with this money? Now here's what's ironic about it. They say, one of them says, well, I'll just put it back in the treasury. Put it back in the temple treasury. Let's put it there. And one of the chief priests has the audacity to say, no, we can't do that. It's against the law. The very people who are trying to put an innocent man to death 
are still in some form or fashion adhering to their empty religious law. Isn't that silly? Jesus spoke about this. He says, you'll swallow a camel and strain at a gnat. And these people, you know what they're doing? Their religion had got them so messed up in their minds that they were worried about putting 30 pieces of silver into the treasury because it was illegal according to the to God's law, yet they were going to put an innocent man to death. Yet they had just scorned a man who had come to them needing help. Yet they were going to lead a whole mob of people to choose a robber criminal instead of Christ. What did they do? They opposed Jesus for worldly advantage. The Bible says in verse 7, they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in it. You know what they did? They did what lots of really guilty folks have a tendency to do. They said, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll buy with this money. We'll buy a field and we'll bury strangers in it. We'll, we'll buy a field and we'll bury strangers in it. They said, let's just put this money, this 30 piece of silver, this rotten, bloody money... Let's put it into charity. How about that? Isn't that awful? The inconsistency of these people and the wickedness of their heart is awful. To try to appease their conscience, they take that bloody money and they put it into into charity. It didn't help. It didn't work. As a matter of fact, the reputation of that place remains according to the Scriptures unto this day. Wherefore, that field was called the field of blood. And this Matthew says, now look, they may have purchased it as a beautiful cemetery, as a, as a big-hearted gesture to help foreigners have a place to be buried respectfully. People who die as they pass through. He said they may have tried to do something that was charitable and beautiful, but it's still, and Matthew writing of the day that I'm living right this moment, he says it's still known as the field of blood. What did they do? They were just empty and awful. The chief priest, through the Bible says, then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, Jeremiah said it, Zechariah recorded it. They took the 30 pieces of silver, the price of him that was valued, whom they of the children of Israel did value, and gave them for the potter's field as the Lord appointed me. What did Matthew want us to understand and remember? These guys, they may have thought we're going to oppose Jesus in our religious pride and pompous arrogance. We're going to do our thing. We're going to buy, do our charity. We're going to do our work. We're going to deceive and crucify Christ. But Matthew wanted us to know, under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, all those guys did was exactly what God's Word said they do. I want you to understand something, people. You may be in this category. There may be aspects of your life that you try to use your religion for some type of power or gain. And you oppose Christ. You oppose truth. And you choose your religion or your standing or your belief or your political position. or You use that for your... And you oppose Christ for yourself for worldly gain. Matthew wants to tell you something. 
God's word will come true. God's word will be fulfilled. God's word will be honored. God will keep his word. And as God's word says, the wages of sin is death. As God's word says, the point of a man wants to die, and after this, the judgment. God's word will be fulfilled. Oh, I pray you'll choose Jesus. The chief priest opposed Jesus for worldly advantage. So many things just continue to jump off the page as we look at these people. Look what the Bible says in verse 11. Jesus stood before the, the governor. The governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, Thou say it. He says, Yes, I am. That's what you say. It's true. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. What are these chief priests doing? Are they watching Jesus? Are they trying to come to truth? As the, Every chance they get, they accuse him. They accuse him. They accuse him. They accuse him. The Bible says in verse 20, the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude. What did the chief priests and elders do? They didn't care about this mob of people. All they said, they wanted, the, they wanted this mob of people just to do their bidding. And they led a whole group of people away. They said, ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. Verse 21, the governor answered, whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? What did they say? Let him be crucified. The governor said, What evil hath he done? They didn't care what evil he'd done. They cried again, Let him be crucified. Verse 25, He answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Isn't that awful? Oh, you know something. The chief priests opposed Jesus for worldly advantage. And it's been awful. Pilate, number three. Now, Pilate's a different kind of guy. Pilate is a respectable kind of fellow. Uh, over and over again, I'd like for you to notice, you, you can do it yourself, but notice every time that the Bible refers to him as the governor. Now, now Pilate was no ordinary guy he was powerful he was the governor as a matter of fact we see Pilate has some respect for and a little common sense he has some respect for Jesus and a little common sense he says he he, he calls him the Christ he understands that the chief priests and elders are just jealous of him he re regards Jesus greatly so much so that he just knows that if I give them a choice between Barabbas and Jesus. Sure, they'll choose Jesus. I mean, this guy's pretty amazing. The Bible says he marvels at him. At the conclusion of this passage of Scripture, Pilate says he's just. He's not anything wrong. He doesn't deserve to die. What's Pilate do? Pilate, he doesn't choose. You see, Judas, what do he chose? Jesus. Why? Because he wanted worldly advantage. Then the chief priests and elders, they opposed Jesus. Why? For worldly advantage. But you know what Pilate does? You can see it. He's gone through this trial and he's heard the jealousy and envy of the chief priests. He's heard the testimony of Christ. And it's almost like he steps back and he says, as a matter of fact, he, does it like he washes his hands. 
He says, I just want everybody to know that I am clean of the blood of this man. What does he do? He avoids Jesus. Why? For worldly advantage. He's not going to stand up for him. He's just going to avoid him. And I don't want anything to do with this. And then Pilate has this silly notion that if somehow, for some reason, I'll just take my hands off the situation and do nothing with Jesus and keep my mouth quiet, then if I just do nothing with Jesus, everything will be all right and I'll have worldly advantage. He doesn't want to stir the pot and make the Jews have an uproar and a ruckus. And he comes up with this weak, anemic plan to put Barabbas and Jesus side by side, and surely they'll pick Barabbas. That bit him. He says, I'm just not going to do anything. I'm not going to say a word. The old song says, what will you do with Jesus? Neutral you cannot be. What are you going to do with Jesus? You know what Pilate said? <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. He felt like if somehow he could do some ritualistic washing, that would make him wrong. Judas chose him for worldly gain. Scribes and Pharisees, chief priests, opposed him for worldly gain. Pilate avoided him for worldly gain. And I want you to know something. They all lost. They all lost. So what do I need to do, preacher? Well, I'll just tell you. God's giving you a choice. Today, right now, you can choose Barabbas, a robber, or you can choose Jesus, a Savior. You see, when we put our faith and trust in Christ for our soul salvation, not so we can have some worldly advantage. I'm talking about repenting of your sin, turning to faith in Christ, believing in Jesus and Jesus alone for your soul salvation. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.